The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. From the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. I had to turn the radio off. What was the conversation? They were talking about picking their nose. It was so absolutely disgusting. I am going to throw up. They're I almost used a capism. <laughs> They're better than that. That was just purely Gross. disgusting. Yeah. I am sorry for both of your wives <laughs> because <laughs> your behavior was nothing for them to be proud of. But I'm just going to say, if they're comfortable enough to share it on the air, you know a thousand percent they're doing it at home. Peggy and Dion this weekend. Listen, what is so gross about it? I put my finger in my nose, whether I was was picking my nose or scratching. Do you ever get an itch inside your nostril? I know I have. Yeah. Look, and unfortunately, I had a hangnail, and I scratched the inside of my nose, and your nasal linings are very sensitive. And I and I and I damaged it, and I started to bleed. I started there, to bleed. There are two people in this world. There are nose pickers, and there are liars. Good point. That's, That's a it. Good statement. That That's is a great it. statement. There is not one person who doesn't get great joy out of picking a winner. Like the 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 feeling that you get when you got a crusty one in there and you get it you get a clean break versus having a hangnail and, and yeah, irritating no one the inner that. lining no one of your nostril. That. No. that is such a painful experience. No one wants that. That's like a false start. Followed by a holding penalty. Yes. Followed by your center getting run over in now, a sack. If she was referencing the fact that you were blowing your n- that I bloody tried nose, to create yeah. a what is it? Jason Pollock is his name. Jackson, Jackson Pollock. Pollock. I think it's Jackson Pollock. Yeah, Jackson. Jackson. Trying to create a Jackson Pollock masterpiece by doing the farmer's blow on a sheet of paper. I'll 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 accept that as Peggy being a little gross. It was- Peggy thought we were doing it here. No, 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 Unless no, no. they were doing the show upstairs. No, I Because we were doing that uh, in the studio I did upstairs. That, that happened upstairs in yeah. the other studio. It was in the upstairs studio. I would never, yeah. ever soil this studio. <laughs> I was driving around as I normally do on Saturday she after does, baseball. She does realize who she works with after Bears games. Yurka, every oh, week. Yesterday, right? I was sitting there. Um, for road games, it's totally different. For home games, I'm with Joniak and Thayer in the booth trying to see over Joniak as he's jumping around. And, and he's a, a mountain of a man. So It's not that he's a mountain of a man, but he's jumping around. And there's no, and it's a small window to see out of. And remember, at Soldier Field, too, the radio booth um, has a ceiling as, as far as, like, it's not a limitless... The football disappears above you. That's do you know not, what I'm saying? No, I do. It's not good. Uh, so, so I need to be on a platform behind him. So, and then when I'm here, I'm watching the game with Peggy and with Yurko. And as soon as Yurko gets into that, into that, uh, in our green room, the shoes come off. Yeah. And he was uh, off a plane from Vegas. The shoes came off. He smelled all sorts of wonderful sarcastic and he had his computer on with soccer highlights going 
while trying to watch the game. Was it the one his fantasy team is in? I don't know. I don't know what was going on. But he had play-by-play of the soccer going, too. Not only was the Sunday night football game on, but he had his computer on with tape-delayed soccer with those soccer highlights being narrated by the play-by-play guys. Well, and he's probably prone to ripping a a hot wings fart or two if he's had a nice meal leading into the post-game show. Usually not not as gassy yesterday. I was quite thankful. The feet, smelly. Quite smelly yesterday. And those shoes come right off. Like, it's the first, I was, I I actually monitored it yesterday. Right when he sat down, they came right off. Like a man walking into his living room after a long day at work. Yes. That's Yurko in our green room watching Bears Sunday Night Football. Tied his horse up at the uh, the post and came into the house and kicked his shoes off, kicked his boots off. There he is, right underneath that table. How about that? Peg just absolutely selling us... Out as I was in such a good mood too. Couple it was of the la- dirt bags. It was the last uh, last base youth baseball game of the oh, year. Yeah. Celebrating, it that. Was, I was so happy because it's so cold yeah. out. It was so cold Saturday. I'm like, there's never no mind more you. Baseball. How do the kids feel about it? Are the kids Braxton happy that and, it's over with? Braxton is best one of his best games of See? the uh, the summer. Betty slash wants fall. best. Betty wants to play next weekend too. Probably, but yeah. I, I'm, my coaching days are done. I'm done. It's be- better for me. Better for them. Better, better for everybody. So, uh, Bears, uh, we yeah, have. Do we have to? Really? Be, well, yeah, it, like, so these Bears. The news of the day is that Tyson Bajan will start again. That was not his last start for the Chicago Bears. Tyson Bajan, it was announced today, first on our show with uh, Matt Eberflus, uh, that uh, Tyson Bajan, he was willing to tell us that Tyson Bajan will start Sunday against the Saints. And that Justin Fields is still listed as week to week. I was a little surprised that he was willing to share that information with us on a Monday. So uh, the Bears do lose against uh, the Chargers. They failed to win back-to-back games. They were blown out of this one. They were never truly in this game. Nope. They were down 17 to nothing before you could blink. And that is exactly the wrong place you wanted to be with a rookie quarterback. You were in trail position from the very beginning, and things went a little bit differently than they did the week before when they controlled the momentum of the game against the Raiders. And I don't think they did many things well no, in this didn't. game. They're- very self-destructive. Seven penalties, two turnovers, a lot of mental mistakes, poor tackling. It just was not a clean game. And again, this team, when they step up in class, which is most Sundays, they've got to play clean games or they uh, they don't have the capacity to overcome their self-inflicted wounds. If you want to weigh in with us, 312-332-3776. Lou in Los Angeles, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Louie? Hey, guys. Lou? Hey, um, you there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, I was at the game last night. You know, I've lived in, in L.A. for 45 years and, you know, and uh, grew up in Chicago, and you can't take the Chicago sports out of me. But... Uh, I was at the game last night, and you were saying there was, wasn't a lot of Bear fans there. I would say half to sit, half to three quarters were Bear fans. They represented well, and they got a little quiet, I think, because the Chargers took control of that game pretty quickly. Right. You know, they were pretty excited when Mooney caught that one pass, um, but after that, it was it was mostly all Chargers. But they represented well, um, as they always do. Walter. As they always do. Yeah, 
yeah, so I just wanted to let you know that uh, it just got a little quiet, and the, and the Bear fans kind of started leaving after uh, after three quarters. I was there with a buddy of mine who's got Charger season tickets, but uh, uh, enjoyed the game, enjoyed being with my fellow Bear fans after a long time. Uh, but I just want to let you know that the Bear fans did represent uh, well. Do they? Do they not sell? Did did I did I hear that correctly? That they they don't sell out the Chargers game still? No, no, they don't. It was a, it was a big crowd last night. I was at a game last year uh, against Jacksonville, but well, with the same buddy, and uh, it wasn't sold out then. But uh, I think the Bears fans uh, they always represent well wherever they go. Uh, so I think they filled that stadium for the most part last night. It's incredible. All right, thank so you. So obviously the the pace of the game or how the game unfolded early probably took the Bears fans out of it in terms of the noise. But, yeah, I mean, I think anybody that – most teams that go to that building have a home field advantage yeah. over the home team. I know, like, I, I always thought uh, San Diego was a good football town. I know they wanted a stadium downtown, and, like, their old stadium was out in the outskirts. Yeah. But I, I wish the Chargers never moved to Los it, Angeles. It's really an odd scenario, too, isn't it? That you've got two NFL teams in a city that doesn't, doesn't really give a rat's ass about the NFL the way other cities in the country do. Right. Because San Neither Diego team. cared about the yes. Chargers. Yeah. So now, the, even though San Diego isn't far, San Diego fans don't care about them anymore because no. they feel like they've been stripped. And no one in L.A. cares about them. I don't think the Rams, I mean, have a home field. Nobody, that the, the, nor the, the Rams nor the Chargers, neither team has a, a home field advantage on Sundays out there. Chris, on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, before I get to my point, I just want to say that I hope to see you guys at another remote Zoom. Yeah, my brother came out and met you guys for the first time. Uh, I think that was last fall out in Timmy Park at Cousins. Yeah, Cousins uh, is I made, a good spot. I made a, yeah, for sure. I made a little bit of money uh, talking to you guys in the break about uh, put some bets in on the Bulls over under with you, Sylvie. And uh, Waddle, I put a little parlay in on division winners on NFL. So appreciate you guys. Of course. <laughs> my, sure. but, uh, you know, my total, I was talking about this earlier, Chris. Um, at least last week I was talking early as far as last week. I thought 38 and a half is what I bumped mine up to. Going over that total for the Bulls Massive would regret. be money in the bank. I don't know. Now, like they should be zero and three. They're lucky to be one and two. Yeah. All right, I, I didn't call for the Bulls, but before I get to the Bears, Sylvia, the Bulls need to embrace the tank, trade whatever they can get for some picks, and 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 do. This team is going nowhere. That, that Bulls no team is going nowhere. But all right, I call for the Bears. Uh, Sylvia, you you mentioned something about. Like the Justin Fields apologists that have been doing this victory lap that you've been seeing, and I told Tyler when he answered the call, I, I, I'm, I'm curious as to where you're seeing that. I don't have Twitter. Maybe you're seeing that on Twitter. Yeah. But as you know, as as a black man in Chicago, I'll tell you about the small group of people who support Justin. We haven't seen a, a quarterback in this town that looks like Justin. There's people who who, who want to see him succeed, but at the same time, if you're going to shed light on you know, if you're going to put the spotlight on these people who are doing these victory laps that you say about Tyson Bajan struggling, we also need to shed the light on the group of fans who hitched their wagons to Tyson Bajan for reasons that were very ugly and icky and nasty. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of that on Twitter, too. So for 
I just I just don't understand where we're getting off where we want to criticize people who want Justin to succeed, but at the same time, like 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 here, let's talk about the the, the broadcast last yesterday. Chris Collinsworth would not get off of the Tyson Bajan fan club. Like even when he started playing bad, he was doubling and tripling down on Tyson Bajan. And I just didn't understand. Like it's okay that, that we want to see him succeed. To quote the movie Forty Two, I don't care if my quarterback is black or white or if he got stripes like a zebra. I just want to see the dude play well. So hopefully I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for the call. Chris, thank you. you. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate your phone call. This is what he's alluding to. This was Chris. We have not played this yet. This is Chris Collins. We're talking about this in this. He alluded to it didn't make him happy. Some other people have alluded that it didn't make them happy. I know what they're going to do with this game. These couple of games, however long Bajan stays the starting quarterback, they're going to have Justin Fields study this guy. They're going to go, you know, this is kind of some of the stuff we want to see out of our offense when you're playing here. 34, Foreman inside for about four yards. So what, what would you say? If you were sitting down with Fields watching these two games, what would you show? Yeah, just some of the timing of those throws. Because there's nobody that's going to play the quarterback position in Chicago that's going to be able to be anywhere close to him and the gifts that he has physically. But what you can't do, it's not just the interceptions, it's the fumbles. It's the time that you hold it past three seconds, somebody knocks the ball out of your hand. Those are the plays that begin to add up, and they don't have the kind of team that can overcome mistakes at the quarterback position. What do you what do you say about that? I think that? that there's some validity to it. I think the fact that they continued to go back to it irritated some people. I mentioned this last week, though, or maybe the week before that. Watching somebody play your position when you're out, even if they're not as good as you, can still be beneficial for you. You're not looking at this game and saying, well, Tyson Bajan is better than, than Justin Fields, but they play the position differently. And maybe that when you see it from the sideline versus experience it while you're playing, there is something you can take from it. Now, again, if you feel like Chris Collinsworth was basically suggesting that Tom Bra- that Tyson Bajan is Tom Brady, well, that's a bridge too far. Tyson Bajan is far from a perfect quarterback. The point I think they were making is is Justin does a lot of stuff really, really well. The one thing that we've all said is the ball has to come out. His coaches at Ohio State said that's something he has to work on. I think everyone who's watched him play says the ball's got to come out quicker. My interpretation of what they were saying was that's where they were going with it. Justin's not going to watch Tyson Bajit all of a sudden become a more athletic quarterback because he's a physically gifted quarterback from the beginning. But to watch somebody else play your position when you're hurt, even if that person is not as good a player as you, you still get a different perspective. And I think that at the core, that's a, that, that, that's a solid message to suggest that, that this young quarterback out of Shepard University in his second start is going to teach Justin a thing or two. I don't think that, that I think that that's taking that too far. I think the message was, that look, when you see it from the from the from the pocket, sometimes you see that differently than you do from the sideline. Who was it we were talking to the other day? It was Tom Thayer, wasn't it? Who basically said sometimes the best perspective you get is from the sideline, and your coach pulls you aside and says, "I want you to watch this. 
you're a tremendous player, but you need to do this better. Sometimes that's the best way to learn. And when you're hurt, like, I thought they also made the point. It was a good one. Justin was very engaged. He had the headset on. He was going through all the plays as they were being signaled in. So he was very dialed into what was happening. Um, that's how I interpreted it. Uh, that that basically that did they spend a lot of time on it? Probably a little bit too much, but it was a game that was a runaway game, and there was no other story in the game. Uh, so I'm sure it was it was harped on a little too much for those that are very strong Justin Field supporters. But you know what I'm saying? Like at the core of what they're saying, Justin does all this stuff over here really, really well. What if one thing we've talked about that he needs to get better? At over the process, processing, yes. get rid of the ball yes. quick, see it, believe it, throw it. I don't care if it's Tyson Bajit, it's Nate Peterman, it's whoever it is. If that person that's filling in for you while you're hurt does something that you can learn from, there's nothing wrong with that. So, I, I personally, I wouldn't make too much of it. I think that they were, you know. They did spend a lot of time on it. We asked Eberflus about it. He dodged it, and he said everyone in the quarterback room is learning from everybody. Absolutely. Where he didn't deny it, though, either. No, again, he like easily, I said. He easily said, no, Justin doesn't need to learn anything from. I asked him, does he need to learn from from Pageant? Uh, and he says everyone needs to learn from everybody well, in that I, room. I, look, I don't think that it, I mean, if you asked does Tom Brady need to learn something from Blaine Gabbert? Maybe not because he's Tom Brady. But everybody else who hasn't reached high heights, you can still learn from what, from a different perspective, I think, was the essence of the message. If it got a little bit redundant or it felt like it was being disrespectful, I don't personally believe that that's how Mike Tirico or, or Chris Collinsworth meant it. But you'd have to ask them. BJ on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, BJ? All good, guys. Thank you. What yeah, you, I, what I'm picking up lunch, guys. Hey, no, what, 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 what'd you get? You. What'd you get? I'm at, I'm at Uncle Joe's in Hyde Park. Grab some uh, oxtails and some catfish. Very nice. That's what Sylvie's going to have tonight you when know he gets it. home. I love catfish. <laughs> hey, T. Wizzle. And you know what? Guys, we've been talking about the Bears for the you know since Lovey left. How is it that these guys don't get a hand on the receiver? Do they let them run scot free across the field? They don't get they don't they don't adjust anybody off of a route. And and you and, and if you don't know by now that the NFL is all about throwing to a spot where a guy is supposed to be, you know it's it's like the guy's supposed to be. You know, running a dig, he's running a, he's running a jerk. But they, but nobody, they don't adjust and, hey, let me give this guy some business. And then you can, you can still get to your curl or your flat, but you gotta give him some business. You can't just let him run off free. And then with the, the total, the total self unawareness that this ball club persists in, guys, you haven't been touched down. Get up and run. Mm-hmm. Guys, you haven't touched the guy down. You don't make sure you tag him. Make sure you tackle him. And it's and it's year after year after year. And it's just the same thing. And I'm gonna tell you the biggest thing, and I and I'm and I'm not I've, I've seen this and I heard I heard another caller on another show say it. He said, bottom line is you don't have a leader of men. And 
and I and, and it and it and it and it rings true, man, because every guy who's come in here, they've gone with the glorified coordinator guy. This guy was, you know, uh, uh, this guy was a hot coordinator. This guy was a hot coordinator. They don't. They they haven't hired a leader of men, and that's the that's that's the big problem. When you don't have a leader of men, you can have all the fancy coordinator guys that you want, but if you don't have a guy who's leading that locker room, and I'm talking about and, and see, Wizzle, you know what what a leader guy, a leader of men is versus a, just a, a a guy, and that's the problem. And they got a bunch of guys, and also. Stop just because you get a, a interception or a turnover. Don't run all the way to the end zone and bug for the camera, and you're getting blown, and you're still losing by 20 points. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I tell you, the one thing that I, I mean, I'm not going to tell anyone how to celebrate. You celebrate your accomplishments however you want. But I have been a, a, an advocate of, of what he was talking about. Is his name EJ or BJ? BJ? BJ. BJ. So what BJ was talking about is something that, again, when you you can't rush the passer with your front four, you got to do things differently. Jalen Johnson and Tyreek Stevenson are very physical, big corners. So reroute these receivers. Don't sit back and catch. Don't let them get these these, you know, unattested releases from the line of scrimmage. You know, be physical. Get these guys off of their spot. Make them uncomfortable. When I was coming out of the huddle, the last thing I wanted to see was someone playing press coverage. I'd come out of the huddle every play and go, please be off. Please set off. Please play off. Please, 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 please. And if they'd come up in the line of scrimmage and get physical with me, I was, knew I was in trouble because I wasn't strong enough really to, to kind of do what A.J. Brown and some of these other big, strong receivers can do. So when you give these guys free releases and you don't affect what they're doing, then you're just making it so much easier on them. And they've got talent. Again, Stevenson and Jalen Johnson are big physical corners. So get up at the line. Even if you back off after engaging with the receiver and rerouting them and you want to back into a zone, fine. But at the very least, don't let them get free releases every single play. Because your pass rush ain't going to get there anyway. So, BJ, I agree with you 100% on that. And then what, like, you could still hire a hot uh, coordinator who's got a dynamic personality and is a better leader of men. Yeah, I would want to... Look, I, I'm, I'm all for hiring the right guy. I don't think we just put everybody in, in categories. Uh, if that person has success and previous experience in, his, in the job you're hiring for, great. But when you're hiring a first-time general manager and a first-time head coach and a first-time play caller, you may run into yeah. some... Inexperience issues with one or two or all the above. Like, like one example I always gave was the Bruce Arians thing. Yes. Bruce Arians was an interim coach, always an offensive coordinator. They had him as a finalist against Trustman. There was obvious that he already was the coach of the year. He already was a dynamic leader. He already was a proven offensive play caller in the National Football League. And they said pass. Yeah. Not a and good decision. Said, and they said, go to Trustman. Yeah. Like, so, again, you, you had one guy there with all that, and they said, let's, decision. Take, let's take the Canadian Belichick. Yeah, and, and look, to the point of a leader of men, I would say the most important commodity in terms of being a leader in the world of sports is holding your guys accountable. And if he's holding guys accountable behind closed doors and meetings, that's fine. But the image that he has projected now for almost two years 
is that really nobody's going to be held accountable. Dan Quinn or Matt Eberflus? I, I would choose Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn Dan was Quinn's, a former head coach yes, who took who's, a team to the Super Bowl. A dynamic, he's a dynamic leader yeah. who is now the Cowboys' defensive coordinator. Yes, he was another finalist for this job. They chose Eberflus. I don't know if Dan Quinn would have succeeded here. Don't know, but he's more dynamic and a guy who took a team to a Super Bowl. Yes. He also hired Shanahan as his offensive coordinator when he was the head coach in Atlanta. Could he have hired another good offensive coordinator here? Now you're going to make me hit my head against well, the I'm, ju- I'm just saying, like... Of course. So, so they've gotten some guys in the building they've not chosen correctly. Year, search after search after search. And this is the reason why I say to you, I'm not trying to connect too many dots that aren't connectable... Don't know if what they'll do before the trade deadline comes and goes will have anything to do with Kevin Warren having input on that. Be interested to see. Today is another um, anniversary of a rant. This rant would be of drinking age today. Remember we did the cat topic last uh, week about uh, some of the rants that we use in everyday life. This rant that happened on this day is one that you use in almost everyday life. We will play it for you coming up uh, next. And uh, crosstalk with Black and Abdallah as well in about 20 minutes from now. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Still have time to uh, get in with us, get in with Black and Abdallah, the phone number to reach us, 312-332-3776. 21 years ago today, on uh, what this happened uh, in 02, Herm Edwards gave uh, this famous rant. It's called being a professional. And they're, they're, they're going to do that. See, you don't quit it. And, and, and you don't quit in sports. You retire. You don't get to quit. It's not an option. See, this is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. This whole conversation bothers me. Big time. It really does. Play to win the game, Waddle. Of course you do. One of the better Be ones. What was this in, uh, like in response I don't, to? I was trying to think of that, too. About, if, is if, he the coach of the Chiefs Queenie? at this time? Or, no, was he the was the Jets. 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 Okay. I don't know what it, if it was in regard to whether or not you're, you're giving up on the year or you're giving up on the division race. They were 2-5 and five or something like that. 
I, I'm not sure if, if it was something to do with that. I don't remember. But then he was lecturing one of the reporters that you always play to win. Because if you're not playing to win, then you retire. Maybe they were asking about putting in somebody else or trying a different person at a different... I have no idea. I don't remember. Herm wasn't having it, though. 21 years ago. We ain't getting younger. No, it goes by quick, doesn't you it? You think? Happens quickly. You think? Otis, downtown, you're on ESPN Otis, 1000. Otis, he loves us! That's such an old reference. How old is that reference? Uh, oh, that's from Animal House. I know. I, I have, in fact, seen Animal House. Uh, hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. You Long-time listener, first-time caller. Love it. Uh, you know, that quote that you just played is, like, perfect. Because, I like, I think it's so funny that the storyline that has just disappeared is Eberflus getting fired because we just don't have anybody that could step in and replace him when he's arguably a head, like the head coach who is, I don't think anybody's done more to deserve to get fired. Like his record, how everybody has developed. Also, even just like how he talks at press conferences, like what would his Herm Edwards press conference be like? He'd be like, you know, so uh, we just got to go back to the fundamentals. Like he, he shows no authenticity. So it's like, it, that was just a perfect quote to be playing where I just, I, I want him to be fired. I have no idea who would replace him. And I just hope when we replace him, it's not with some co- coach that comes from a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'd love a guy who does not, who has shown he can develop an offense, not around Patrick Mahomes. If he's a great leader and he can do that, amazing. But my gosh, this guy has got to go. I'd, I've never believed that they would make a change middle of the season. Not so much because it's something they've never done, but... Um, it's a young team. It's their second year. They totally rebuilt the roster last year. I don't believe that they will shy away from replacing him at the no. end of the season, but they I bet. never felt it was something they were going to do in the middle of the season. So, What's the advantage I of that? I don't know. At this point, I'm not sure. But James and New Lennox here on ESPN 1000. What's up, James? Hey, guys. Hey, I'm still hanging in there. You all right, buddy? <laughs> I, heard yeah, you, to, I heard you on this keep... afternoon. Yeah, and then I heard you say as well that you – didn't you call Meller and Pat as well? Yeah. Yeah, I don't sleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm what always did we call that? What did we call that yeah. show, Tyler, earlier in the day off the air? We called it the trucker and vampire shift? Yeah. Did James, you, yeah, you tried – you tried to make me a trucker last week. Trucker and vampire postgame show from 1 to 3. Oh, by the way, James, really quick. The, that trucker, I think it, it's like yeah, Richard like Rick. from Highland Park or something like that. He yeah. called into Cap the other day, and uh, Cap pinned him down or something like that. Because he mentioned Physically? Us. Yes, yes. Uh, physically. <laughs> he said, wrestling? I want to wrestle they you. They want to wrestle? And I want to pin oh, you. Wow. He, but but uh, he brought us up. About how he listens to Waddle and Sylvie while he's driving, and and then he and then Cap goes, "Well, which show do you like better?" And then he goes, "Well, he goes, I'll say you, Carmen and Yurko." He goes, "I'll say you guys." And then like Cap did, of course, this over Take the that. top, Take yeah, that. this over the top excessive celebration. Yeah, it's it's not even a question. That that show's only listenable because of hoodie. They're both good. It's, I, and it's not rough, mm. James. Come on, now. come on, I'll James. Stick up we're for a that. team. Yes. Mm. I mean, uh, uh, to show you how much of a P one I am, you called into the trucker that... and vampire show last night. <laughs> no, the, at two forty five. Uh... 
the uh the preset that I had my P five was the uh radio shot. show down the down the station. I uh I took that off. So I'm wow. I'm not even going to that station ever again. I would go there sometimes to uh get a break from Greeny or overnight when uh you're uh uh what would you call it? Uh the guy you're taking over for, Grobber, when he would be on. I uh, not not taking over in his hours just as Chicago icon. Um by the yeah, way, so do that's, you ever that's... get a loner? Do you ever get a loner when you uh, like bring your car, car in? Yeah, your car in for service, or do you ever rent a car? Are you talking to me? Yeah, no, I'm talking to Bob. Oh, well, I mean, I have a loner right now. That's why I thought it was weird. Like my engine blew up. Okay, so here's what you do, and I, I stress this to do this. Oh, Every, switch them. Everyone needs to do this. All the stations need to be switched to one thousand. Every, like, one you. through six, all the way across. That's what I do every time I get a loner. All the stations go 1,000 across the board. That has a tremendous impact in a city of 9 billion vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> but if everybody does it and works together. Hey, you guys touched on so many things today. Yeah. That there was references that I, I don't even think I remember them all. Like, Waddle's, Waddle's Dream. I was going to, when you guys put me on, I was going to say I had a dream last night that a cheeseburger was eating me, um, <laughs> you know, which is time. from Seinfeld, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what was the last reference you guys just talked about? Well, we could Picking your nose and making it bleed? Yeah. Yeah. If I pick, do I not bleed? That's a Seinfeld. Really? Where she catches that. him in the pick in the, in the uh, traffic, the model that he was on the plane with, and then she breaks up with him. Not sure. Oh, come on, Sylvie, you got to know uh, that of one. Of course I know that one. Yeah, it's a scratch outside the nose, but she thinks he's picking because uh, she's looking at him at a bad angle. Right. Yeah, yeah, so just so many references. There was, I don't know, I had like a clown one too, but yeah, I wanted to make sure you guys knew I wasn't a trucker and that I'm okay. If I did you okay are a trucker, bit. James, it's fine. Yeah, I like we, Yeah, we're not against, we're not anti-trucker. Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with truckers. Of I got not. nothing against them. I just, I'm not one. I actually work somewhere, um, I don't want to say, but you'll know it without me having to say it. Uh, I actually work at a place where you guys never pick the word you, would you rather to have that option a for jail. a jail. You oh, work in a jail. Really? Oh, you're not supposed to say it, man. Yeah. You work in a what jail. Do I don't do? want everybody you... knowing I work at it. I don't want everybody knowing I work there. Now, you are <laughs> you a guard? Yeah, well, correctional officer, but yeah. Wow, I never would have guessed that. Why? Because I'm such a nice guy? Yes, you seem too friendly <laughs> yeah. to be a prison guard. Well, no, well why, you know why, what? why would a prison guard necessarily not be a good person? I didn't say he's a, a nice person. person. A nice he's person. too friendly. I, I am pretty friendly, but uh, yeah, no, it's like any other job. You just go, you do your job, and you know, treat people how you want to be treated, and obviously you're in a place where there's rules and stuff like that. It's, it's like any other job. A lot it's, more uh, rules it's a there than there job. are here. Have you ever taken anything underneath the table? Um, no, and would I even say yes if right. I wanted you know, to like, test I, you? I, I can't. I can't answer that question. I was like testing with a yes. you. I was testing. But no, you. no. There's there's not enough have that you, you could give me that would be worth anything. <laughs> I personally have not. Okay, good. I, I can't say that you know no one in my field has ever not taken one right um but yeah no i've i've never had one but enough with my work questions like I, i'm not trying to put <laughs> myself in a trick bag here <laughs> well i just i thought you guys would think it was you know it neat. is cool yeah. prisons you know, in I, new lennox well it's not a prison it's a jail but it's very well, there's well, only what's one the difference between a jail and a prison 
So the jail is just where you're being Held? detained until you go through the court process. Oh, okay. Prison you don't go to prison is... until you're found guilty. Right, okay. I got you. Yeah. I did not know I, that. I mean, before I got in and I used to think the jail was like the police station and the, and the prison was the jail, if that makes sense. The ceiling like the is way the floor. They're set the up. floor is the, the ceiling, building. right? <laughs> the buildings the are basically the set roof. up the, the same. I, I don't want to be in either, James. I don't want to be in either place. You could do a night in jail standing no on your head. Chance. You'd be fine. Nope. Yeah, both uh-uh. of you guys would be nope. fine. Nope. Not, not me. Chance. I would no. not be. In jail but, uh, or prison? Uh, you would probably prefer to be in a jail for a night than a prison, yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, yeah. um, like I, I said, those, those, guys are, those guys are definitely already sentenced, so... You, you don't really want to mess with mess with them, even no, for a I night. Don't. And I'm getting, um, I'm get, you know what, I'm getting a little freaked out just even thinking about oh, it. Really? Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm doing okay. I did okay on the bills and bucks. My parlays have been doing okay. Nice. Um, I hit a crazy hockey one that I didn't even mean to bet the other day. And, James, uh, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a pilot. <laughs> okay. No, I'm joking. Like, I was going to say, I like, we were you know, sharing. I side. just, you know, is, I did, we were this, sharing. Are we still on the air yeah. with this? Sounds we were like sharing. Yeah. We're friends from camp and we're just like air? catching catching up after years of not we're off seeing the air each again, other. Guys? Yes. We're, we're, all right, James, we got to run, okay? Yeah, no, take care, guys. All, all right, right take care, buddy. Be safe. Bye bye. I like James. Ready to? <laughs> like him even more now that he works in a correctional facility. Yeah, you guys never put him atop the list. We we have a... a, a James goes to the top of the list yes, from now I'll on every James time he calls. put James on top of the list. I like James. I wanted to... I, I promised you this, that Matthew Barry, the fantasy guy, wrote uh, posted something on Instagram about Matthew Perry, who passed away over the weekend, tragically. Um, and this was a quote from, I, I'm not sure if it was his book or something that he wrote before that appeared somewhere else. And I wanted to leave you this, with this before we uh, cross talk with Black and Abdal. I thought this was really good, Waddle, about his life and something that he wanted to be known for. This was a, a quote that Matthew Barry posted that Matthew Perry wrote. I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life. I'm still working through it personally, but the best thing about me is that an alcoholic or drug addict comes up to me and says, will you help me? I will always say yes. I know how to do that. I will do that for you, even if I can't always do that for myself. So I do do that whenever I can in groups or one-on-one. And I created the Perry House in Malibu, a sober living facility for men. I also wrote my play, The End of Longing, which is a personal message to the world, an exaggerated form of me as a drunk. I had something important to say to people like me, to people who love people like me. When I die, I know people will talk about friends, friends, friends. And I'm glad about that. Happy I've done some solid work as an actor, as well as given people multiple chances to make fun of my struggles on the World Wide Web. But when I die, as far as my so-called accomplishments go, it would be nice if friends were listed far behind the things I did to try to help other people. I know it won't happen, but it would be nice. And I thought that was very, very good. Yeah. Someone who fought his inner demons for a and, long time and didn't always win, but always tried to help others win. Yeah. And uh, really good stuff from Matthew Perry, who 
who lost his battle over uh, the weekend. Uh, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Sent ya. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Cross talk with Black and Abdallah, brought to you by our great friends and partners over at Steinhoffel's, the new stores in Harwood Heights. Got my uh, new couch being delivered on Friday. Cannot wait. Boys, uh, what's going on? Oh, oh another uh, yeah. great Bears effort from the jump last night. How about that? Right away. <laughs> I mean, th- this is what we've uh, come to know as the Matt Eberflus era. When they're a heavy underdog, more times than not, they don't show up. I actually at have all. the numbers on that. Yeah, you and I, you and yep. I both did separate homework I, on this on I, this puppy for tonight. I said that uh, I was going to start the show by saying shame on us for not mentioning all of last week. Yeah, he's three and six when he had a, an underdog of seven points or more against the spread. That means you're not even showing up. Well, I I also did the uh, the homework on the first halves of those games, and most of them. They get I think out. five of them, they're down by over 10 points or more at halftime. Yeah, see, so they're, they're and, and good thing this much team like is built to come from behind. Well, and, yeah. and they're not even competitive. They're not even, say, uh, playing close games, but they don't have enough talent to finish. Like, they're just getting blown out in these yeah. contests, and it's just a laugher at halftime. It's, and much like uh, in there's school, no enthusiasm. I, only, I only did half the homework. Yeah. yeah well, he did. Oh, very yeah. good. He yeah. did the full <laughs> teamwork. He did well, the full it, thing. It just, I, I feel like we keep watching the same type of game. The the Chiefs game is exactly like the Chargers We're game, the right just team. like the Dallas game yeah. last year We're against the right Minnesota. Team. Now against Minnesota last year, they came back. They still lost by a big margin. We but should still. advertise our services as a franchise. You need to get your offense right. You need to get your defense we'll right. Get you we'll get right. you right. <laughs> Just work. bring us to town. It we'll doesn't get work you right. for everybody, though. It didn't work for Josh McDaniels. No. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're not worth getting right if you're the Raiders. But they didn't were also, for Ron Rivera. But they were also They're only... not worth it Yeah, either. but they were uh, only three-and-a-half-point favorites. Like, this is when you... Like, this weekend, they're a seven-point dog on the road. Like odds are three and six against the spread when you're a seven point or more dot. Like to they're the going to get Saints smoked. for crying like out loud. Like they're going to get the Saints got smoked. right hey, this past week. That's a seventh ranked. The Colts, uh, of course, that's a seventh yeah. ranked defense in the NFL, my friend. No, Don't I know. sneeze at it. They're no, good. They're, I get it. They're well, good. And, I get and, it. And here's you can run the ball on them though, and that's really the only thing we do. Here's what's frustrating, right? And Sylvia, I know you covered uh, parts of this at halftime as well. Is that they self sabotage? It's penalties. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, flawed play calling. It's just not being prepared for what's coming at you and what you know the other team is bringing to the table. Like the entire game plan last night was botched from the start. They're and, a very self destructive team. And it's like, congrats. You had one nice play call, yeah. the opening play, Bajant going deep. From that point on, the the offense looked like a complete cluster. They decided to give the jet sweep to Trent Taylor. That's brutal. Here's what I don't understand is if you are truly a rebuilding team and your two veterans on the offensive line and Lucas Patrick and Cody Whitehair already show you the self-sabotaging and that they stink, why not find out what Doug Kramer can do? If you're constantly putting out Valus Jones to fail – and fail and fail and fail. 
why can't you play the true center mm-hmm. when you're a center currently who's a veteran sucks? I'm not convinced you know that Doug I mean? Kramer exists. Yeah, he may be a I fake said, player. Said, That's <laughs> a good point. I went home and I said his name three times in the mirror and he did he not appear. He could be a Halloween ghost. So, so I'm not sure Doug Kramer exists. By the way, how, how, glori- how glorious is the Dan Feeney uh, mullet? It's great. It's fabulous. Yeah. Don't know if he can play a lick. I don't know if he can either. But, but his mullet plays is like his mullet. Somebody, yeah, somebody's right though. Like even when they make a change on the offensive line, the person who gets subbed in is the one committing all the penalties. It's like the the whole thing is just completely botched from the start. So play the kid. Play the kid. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's a rebuild. I agree. All the veterans suck. So pl- play the kid. Well, and you would think out. that that polls would want him playing. Because of, like, I've drafted him. I want to see what he looks like. like it's, it, get him out there. Okay, Sylvia, you, you go back a long time. Same with you, Waddle, on this Bears uh, franchise. Can you think of a player who has gotten more opportunities yet has done absolutely nothing like Valus Jones? Not as like, many opportunities even, uh, as these. Who, who was the uh, terrible tight end that was selected by uh, Pace? Oh, Adam Shaheen? Adam yeah. Like, Shaheen yeah. didn't even get no. opportunities no. like this. No, they cut bait with him pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it was obvious he couldn't play, and then they, they pivoted off of it. Just use Tyler Scott. Just insert Tyler that's Scott, right. wherever he is. Well, right. And he's insert, a better all-around yeah, player. Just insert him. I thought that's why they'd, like, I don't think maybe they drafted him for, like, a Mooney replacement at some point. But, like, he's there. Play him. It, it's silly. I don't get it. But uh, it's exhausting. I'll come up with a list of though tomorrow. I'm right, going like, to think about that. It's a great question. Like, like think about back of like guys who have gotten continuous shots, Thomas. but you know they're just awful. It's too old for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. he get a lot of chances oh, yeah. after? How long did they start him for? A while. Did I mean, they? Yeah. I'm going to check. Yeah. I mean, no, we Waddle, Waddle, he was Waddle deserved his opportunities. Don't point to Waddle. <laughs> he was undrafted. That was my favorite player. He everything. That was our guy. I know. Tommy just, across the middle. I'm just giving him crap. Thank you to Matt Love Eberflus you. and uh, his... Uh, Punch him, Waddle. His phone and his camera. not worth it. Wow. <laughs> it's not worth it. No. It's not worth my anger. <laughs> oh. Oh, I thought you were talking about Eberflus. Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. Oh, oh. Ooh. Uh, thank you to Charlie Bevins. At and some point, don't you just turn the anger faucet off? Like yeah. you're just like, yeah. or do you just leave it <laughs> no. running at like, all times? I was like yesterday. I was like Carmen yesterday. Like, no, all right. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. listen. After a while, are you, are you really? Are they worth your anger? Did, are you worth my blood pressure? Speaking of Carmen, did Abdallah's <laughs> right? Like he was like, huh? When it came to the Bears, did you hear? Did you hear Carmen getting upset at us that we were claiming that he blocked us on Instagram? Oh, really? He blocked you on Instagram? No, he didn't. No. He was so mad about it. Oh, and someone, uh, Dean called in and said he was blocked. His mustache. And Carmen's did. like, I don't know how to yeah. do it. And we were like, yeah, you blocked us too. And he started to get so Oh, I missed angry. it. I got to hear it was, that. It was funny. Can you bring it back tomorrow for Crosstalk? I want to hear it. Waddle just roughed up Abdallah too. And I stepped on his sneakers. He twisted my nipple. Yeah, I got him back for it. No, I got him back for it. Give him a twister? I got him back for it. No, I just let him know it was there. Thank you to uh, you know, Tyler Aki as well. <laughs> Come right. and get it. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Uh, enjoy the Bulls game tonight. Uh. <laughs>